You're listening to episode 23 of the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, How to Deal with Helicopter Parents. On to the episode. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to leave normal and live your dream life? Farah from Mrs. Shipley's classroom and her husband, Kevin, a retired police officer, left normal to pursue their passions of becoming location independent and seeing the world. Travel along with your hosts as they share what it's like to be full-time traveling entrepreneurs while living their dream. On the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, you will get tips and strategies for your classroom, running an edupreneur empire, and hear about their journeys as they travel. Grab your favorite beverage and welcome to the show. Welcome back to the adventure. I'm your host, Farah Henley, and I'm the creative behind Farah Henley Education, which includes Miss Shipley's Classroom, the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, and MSC Digital Learning Lab. Here at the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, I strive to share actionable tips and strategies for teachers, growing and aspiring teacherpreneurs, and those that have a heart for traveling. If you are new to the show, welcome. We are so happy you have found us. And if you are a returning listener, what's up, field trippers? Today's episode is for my teacher friends out there who are dealing with something that I didn't deal with every single year, but I did have my fair share of helicopter parents, especially when I was teaching kinder and first grade. But before we dive into the details of our episode, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. So here at the Field Trip Teacher Podcast, we love hearing from you, our listeners. We get DMs, emails, and reviews from you every single day, and they are the brightest spots in our day. We have received so many amazing messages from you where you share how it is your dream to work for yourself, travel, or just leave the job that you're not happy in. Whether that's changing grade levels, school districts, or leaving the classroom altogether, whatever form that takes, we are excited to have you here and we love hearing from you. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we started something new and because one of our goals here at the show is to have the biggest impact we can on teachers, teacherpreneurs, and our fellow travelers. And in order to do that, we're going to need visibility. So reviews and ratings of a podcast actually help us to have a greater impact on all of our listeners, just like you, because reviews help platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and others get the show in front of potential listeners that will benefit from what we're sharing here each week. So We are striving to get 105 star reviews to help with getting the podcast out there in front of listeners that will benefit from our content. So here's what we need from you. If you will jump over to Apple Podcasts, leave us an honest review, and take a screenshot of your review, then jump over to Instagram and share your screenshot and tag us. You can do that by tagging Farrah Henley Education. We are going to enter each one of those that tags us into a drawing for a $250 Amazon gift card. Now, regardless of if you are a teacher, teacherpreneur, a traveler, or all three, you know that an Amazon gift card can go a long way. So jump over, leave us a review,
review, screenshot it, then share and tag us on IG. That's at Farrah Henley Education, and we will enter you into the drawing. Once we hit 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will draw a winner and announce it here on the show and on social media. How fun is this going to be? I'm so excited. I can't wait to actually have that drawing and make that announcement. So, all right, let's dive in to today's content. When you're sitting in your classroom and you hear the wop, wop, wop of a helicopter parent flying down the hallway towards your room, what do you do? Do you panic? Do you hide under your desk? Do you take out the white flag, put on your perfect teacher face? I may or may not have done all of those. But today we're going to dive into how you can actually deal with your helicopter parents in your classroom. I've got seven tips for you. Now, helicopter parents paying you a visit in the classroom can be hard to handle. It can put you in a sticky situation, especially if you are unprepared to deal with the helicopter parent flying towards you. And let's be real, they're usually flying towards you. (laughs) While running away sounds like the easiest way to avoid being the landing pad for their chopper, there are tips on how to deal with these parents without breaking a sweat. But first, let's ask, what are helicopter parents? Maybe you've heard that, maybe you haven't. For those of you who are not familiar with this terminology, congratulations, kudos to you. But here's the lowdown on it. A helicopter parent is a parent who takes a more than necessary interest in his or her student's life. I know that sounds like it could never be a bad thing, but I assure you it can, especially in a day when we are, sometimes we are just begging parents to just sign a permission slip and send it back. Having parents who are helicopter parents might sound like a dream, but not necessarily. There are some very negative effects of these helicopter parents. Oftentimes, helicopter parents in our classroom actually hinder a child's independence by being an overprotective parent or excessive in their involvement in their, their child's life in the classroom. This can look like a parent doing the homework for them or quitting an extracurricular activity for the student instead of making the student take responsibility for that. Dealing with helicopter parents in your classroom with poise and grace is possible. And today, like I said, I'm going to be giving you seven ways that will help you land the helicopter without being squashed yourself. So tip number one that I want to share with you is to just listen. Communication is an important part of any relationship. One of the biggest parts of communication is listening. When a helicopter parent comes busting through your door, listen to why they are there. Parents aren't trying to make your day hard. I know that might seem like they are. They aren't trying to hinder their child's independence. Parents, helicopter or not, are trying to make sure their child is getting the best education they can. Another aspect to think about and listen for is circumstances. Maybe the parents see the child isn't a self-starter, so they're overcompensating. Maybe this is their one and only child because of pregnancy loss or some other horrible circumstance, and they are an overprotective parent of this child because he or she is all they will ever have. The point is, while it can be frustrating, you need to listen and not make assumptions. Not all parents are just trying to bully you. Not all parents are trying to challenge you. All parents, hopefully, are doing what they feel is best for their child. 
Tip number two is to put the gloves away. One of the worst things you can do when faced with confrontation is get defensive. Don't get upset with an overprotective parent when they are telling you what you should or should not be doing. Justify what you are doing in a simple way one time. Then do the hardest thing ever. Let it go. Using phrases like, I understand your frustration, or what do you suggest we do to help, can go a long way. Listen to what they are suggesting and then try to find a compromise. Now, tip number three, no sugar, please. A great way to keep the blades running on helicopter parents in your classroom is by giving them a bunch of sugar-coated half-truths. Make sure you're being forward with your parents. Polite, but forward. They give you a suggestion and it's just not possible to do in your room, be forward and tell them the truth. If you aren't forward, you're going to put yourself in a bad spot where you may be making empty promises or giving parents the wrong idea about what you can or cannot do in your classroom. Tip number four is honesty is the best policy. Honesty is one of those virtues that can never be beat. When you are talking to a parent about how his or child is performing in your classroom, be honest with them. Don't tell them things are getting better if they're not. Don't tell them their student is an angel if he or she is the reason that you go home and drink or grab a bottle. Okay, maybe don't tell them about the wine part. Honesty will help the parents see what is happening at school, which may help them realize why their student has a little more work to do at home or why he or she has a particular grade. And this can be very, very, very difficult sometimes. I get it. I understand. But I've always taken that road of honesty is the best policy when talking to my parents. And quite frankly, over a 20-year career in education, 16 of those in the classroom, dealing with parents, I only ever had one or two parents who I just did not get along with. And... It really was because I was totally honest with them about their child. Tip number five is to communicate. This is another reason why I got along with my parents really well. I'm not even going to try to come up with a crafty name for this tip. Communication fixes so many things that it could be the tip for almost everything. Communicating regularly with parents about progress and fallbacks can save you from so many questions later on. If you don't have time for a phone call for every student, which is understandable, try to use a note home or a quick email to parents every other week or even once a month. Having good communication throughout the year puts these parents at ease and it keeps you more organized in the long run. And I can tell you that that communication has saved my tail more than once because I always made it a point, especially with my students who are struggling, is I tried to update these parents every single week. And then I had a paper trail when it came down to grade time because I did have more than once. I had parents try to say they had no idea that their child was struggling on certain topics or certain subjects. And I was able to show that they had updated them every single week. Don't make report card time the only time you communicate with your parents. Tip number six, border control. No, I don't mean putting up a wall between the hallway and your classroom door, but you do need to set up boundaries. Do you see what I did there? Okay, 
We're moving on. Some parents think anytime they see you, it is a perfect time to talk to you about their student. Make sure you set up boundaries with parents about when they should address concerns and how they address these concerns. For example, if a parent approaches you at a basketball game that your son is playing in, you might say, I completely understand your concern and I would love to talk to you about it. Can I call you tomorrow at four to discuss this? This will allow you to continue to enjoy watching your son play and tell the parent now is not the time to talk. If you need to set up office hours for parents to call and talk, do so. If you would rather, you can also ask parents to email you with concerns at the beginning of the year in a newsletter. Now, this, I realize, is a bone of contention with a lot of teachers, and you are going to get a lot of teachers that have different policies. I can just tell you what my policy was and what worked for me. I actually set up, now, there were many, many years before I discovered the app Remind, but for many, many years, I gave my parents my phone number. Now, I know there are teachers that are listening to this that are cringing right now. Here's the thing. Just because they call doesn't mean I have to answer. And a lot of people don't seem to get that. And I would have teachers who would say, I can't believe you give them your, your phone number. They'll be calling and texting you off hours and, and when you're outside of school and so forth. And, I'm, and I kept thinking, well, just because they call or just because they text does not mean that I have to respond especially if it's outside my set times and guidelines for when I will actually accept calls from them. So I had very clear boundaries with regard to my phone number being given to my parents. And I had set hours that were typically right after school because I knew I would be in my classroom for a few hours that if they needed to call, I was typically in my classroom past 5.30, so I was typically there until about 6 every day. This is just, this was my practice. Doesn't have to be yours. I knew I was going to be there working on stuff anyway. This gave some time after parents typically got off work. They could call me on their way home from work. I also, if they sent a text message during that time after school, anytime from the time that they dropped their student off in the morning to the time, right about that 6 o'clock time, if they sent a text, they knew that it might be lunch, it might be planning period, it might be after school before I responded to them, but they knew that I would get it and I would try to respond and get an answer to them during normal office hours, normal times of the day that even they are working, but that after 6 p.m., they may or may not get a response from me. That doesn't mean that I didn't answer questions and actually talk to parents outside of those particular eight to six type hours. But it meant that I had complete control over it. Because here's the thing, again, just because they call or just because they text does not mean I have to answer and doesn't mean I have to respond if it's my own personal time. So you have complete control over that. So when I hear teachers complain about, I'm not giving them my phone number because then they're going to be calling me at all hours of the night. Last time I checked, your phone had a button, vibrate button, or you could turn the sound off, turn the ringer off, and you didn't have to answer it if you don't want to. So 
I have a tendency to not really feel sorry for teachers who are like, I can't, you know, can't deal with all the phone calls after hours. And quite frankly, over the course of my career in the classroom, even after I had the Remind app, which I used a lot in the last several years I was in the classroom, I still had parents that you know, they had my phone number because I definitely, if there was a huge emergency, it's how I found out at 10 o'clock at night, one time that my student had been run over while riding his bike and was in the hospital. There were things I wanted to know about my students if there was ever an emergency or that my student was on his way to school on the bus and there was an emergency and I needed to make sure he, you know, and, and I realized that they could call the office and It just helped with rapport with my parents and making our relationship go a long way. And I will tell you this, whether it's in my classroom or in my business, relationships mean a lot to me and they mean more to me than anything. And especially in my classroom, relationships with my students and relationships with my parents were of utmost priority to me. So that's what I did Your mileage may vary, and obviously you're going to to do what's best for you. Now, tip number seven is students first. We are there for the students. We come to school for our students. We decorate for our students. The students should always be the main focus of your conversation when talking to a parent. Make sure you keep the parents focused on what their concern is with their student at that particular time and not on what, who did what last year or how you decided to do something this year. Keep the focus on the student. If you focus on the student, there's no room for personal attacks or things get out of hand or you get put in a situation where, you know, the parent can go to your administration and have anything that is going to make you look bad. Keep the facts on the students. Learning how to deal with helicopter parents can be difficult, but if you remember these seven tips, it can make landing that helicopter a lot more successful. Now, there are going to be some links in the show notes to some blog posts that I have written over positive parent-teacher communication. So if you're interested in additional ways that you can help With improving that parent-teacher communication and parent-teacher relationship, I will leave those links down in the show notes as well. Now, do you have a personal story of how you handled a helicopter parent in your classroom? I would love to chat with you. So be sure and reach out. Send us a a message at hello at the Field Trip Teacher Podcast. If you've got tips and strategies for teachers in dealing with helicopter parents, I would love to chat with you and we'll try to get maybe an update episode or get some additional tips and strategies to share with our listeners. Thank you so much, Field Trippers, for listening in today. You can find today's show notes and any links mentioned today over at thefieldtripteacherpodcast.com. If you would like to connect with us on social media, you can find Farrah Henley Education on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, it's Farrah underscore Henley. And those links will be in the show notes as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get the latest episode delivered right to your device on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would be ever so grateful if you left us a review over on iTunes. And if you have a topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, drop an email at hello at thefieldtripteacherpodcast.com. That is exactly where this episode came from, was a subscriber wanted to hear this topic. Keep enjoying this field trip called Life. And we will see you on the road. 
And that's a wrap on the latest episode of the Field Trip Teacher Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find today's show notes at thefieldtripteacherpodcast.com. If you haven't already rated and reviewed the show, be sure to jump over to iTunes and leave a review. Leaving a review helps other teacher creatives find the podcast. We love hearing from our listeners as well. So send us a note at hello at thefieldtripteacherpodcast.com. And until then, keep being educational rock stars, and we will see you on the road.